You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, episode 27. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, president of Advisor Solutions. Do you ask for referrals and get that deer-in-the-headlights look from your clients? You know, (laughs) that look that they, they do when they stare at you and they say something like, well, I can't think of anybody right now, but if I do, I'll let you know. Well, if so, know this. You are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers want to get referrals, but don't. And they don't because they're not asking for referrals the right way. And they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because they've been asking for referrals the wrong way, most likely, for their entire careers. (laughs) There's only two reasons why somebody's going to give you a referral. First, they want to grow your business. Or second, they want to help somebody that they love and care about. Now, herein lies the secret. Typically, they don't care about growing your business. (laughs) So why is it so difficult to ask for referrals? Typically, they don't care about helping you grow your business, and unless you know how to ask for referrals the right way so that they feel that you can help them help somebody that they love and care about, they're never going to give you referrals. So what do you do? (laughs) Well, you have two choices. Keep doing what you're doing, and you'll keep getting what you're getting. Or you could master the referral process. That's what we're going to talk about today, mastering the referral process. So if you're sick of not getting referrals and you want to learn how to get referrals and how to ask for referrals the right way, then stick around. So why this topic? Why do you want to learn how to master the referral process? Because if you don't have a great process for helping people understand how you can help them by helping somebody they love and care about, You'll always have a clog at this stage in the, in the pipeline. And you'll never get past the production plateau because you're not putting brand new people into the pipeline. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast today with the understanding of the process that I call the client-centered referral dialogue. You can put a lot of people into the pipeline. In other words, a new way of asking for referrals, it's not all about you. It's all about them. And it's all about them helping somebody they love and care about. And this is actually a podcast that's the fourth in a four-part series on unclogging your pipeline. So if you haven't listened to the previous three podcasts, I'd go back and listen to those. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about three things. First, understanding the client-centered referral dialogue so that you know what's possible. Second, the referral case studies, so that you can learn from other advisors' mistakes. And third, understanding the effective referral system, so that you're ready to put the mastering the referral process into place. Now, before we jump into these three things, i got to ask you a few questions. What would your business be like and your life be like if you knew that you had an effective way to help people want to help others by giving you referrals? 
(laughs) Would you feel more empowered? Would you feel more energized? Would you love your business? And would you apply what you learn? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. Understanding the Client-Centered Referral Dialogue. So how do you convey your message to your clients without seeming needy in the process? It's by understanding how they think. Let me explain what I mean. Like I had said, clients give referrals for two possible reasons. First, they want to help you grow your business. And second, they want to help somebody they love or care about. And of these two reasons, which one do you believe is the strongest reason to give you a referral? (laughs) If you said to help you grow your business, you're wrong. (laughs) They don't care about helping you grow your business. What they care about is people they care about. You see, where the traditional referral asking process goes wrong, it's all about who do you know that I, I can refer myself to or who do you know that I can talk to and so on. And where it fails and goes wrong is in the fact that it's what I call advisor-centered. It's all about me, the advisor. It revolves around the fact that you're asking for your client to help you build your business. And it actually what it does is it puts the client in an awkward position because no matter what they answer, they run the risk of offending somebody. And let's take a look at this a little bit further. Picture this. Now, if they answer by giving you a referral, and it goes wrong, they jeopardize the relationship with the person they referred you to. And if they answer by saying, I can't think of anybody, they kind of jeopardize or make it awkward with the relationship they have with you. So no matter what, when you ask for a referral that way, who do you know that I could introduce myself to? You're putting them in an awkward position. You don't want to do that. But let's take a look at the opposite side of that. The opposite side, which is client-centered referral dialogue or the client-centered referral process. See, if you were to change your process to incorporate, uh, let's say, an understanding of how your services have helped the client by asking a question like this, how how has this helped you most? You start to talk about your value or you're asking about your value. And what you're doing is you're helping them just kind of explain your value. Well, it's helped me by this, this, and this. Great. And once they understand that you have brought value, we can take the dialogue from there. You see, once the client has verbalized how your services have helped, then it's time to ask the client-centered referral question or questions. And that's what we're going to do next. We're going to talk about the Advisor Solutions Client-Centered Referral Dialogue Questions so that you fully understand how to help them want to help other people that they love and care about. Now, before we jump into the Client-Centered Referral Dialogue, I've got to tell you a quick story. Years ago, I was asked to be on a panel of coaches for the horse's mouth. Now, the horse's mouth, which if you don't know what that is, Google that. There's a lot of great information on that site. The horse's mouth had asked me to be a part of a panel where there were five coaches on this panel. And each day, they had a new question for all of us. 
Now, nobody knew what the other one was going to answer. What was interesting is sometimes we had different answers. And one day, one of those five days, the question was regarding referrals. There was a little case study in there where the person that was asking the question was explaining how they were asking for referrals. What I realized is they were asking for referrals the wrong way. It was all about them, and it was nothing about the client. And so I answered, explaining, you're asking the wrong way. Change the way you're asking, and in fact, start asking with some questions. Asking with questions, and then eventually going into the referral dialogue. And in this case, the client-centered referral dialogue. You see, what he was doing was he was centering all of his questions around himself. And most people do it that way, which is the wrong way. What was interesting about this was one of the coaches on the panel wrote a book on how to ask for referrals. Well, behind the scenes, he shot me an email and he said, how did you know how to do that? Where did you come up with that? <laughs> what is that all about? Can we talk a little bit more about that? The guy had a thick book on how to ask for referrals. But what I was doing is I was looking at it from the perspective of what if I were the client? Would I want to be asked who do you know that I could introduce myself to? Absolutely not. In fact, that dialogue's been around for the last 40 years, and it doesn't really work. So at any rate, I sat down, I explained it to him, what I would want to be asked if I were the client, and I mapped out this process that I'm about to show you. And it's really about asking simple questions, and the questions have a reason behind those questions to really set the stage for the client to want to help somebody that they care about. So let's jump into the questions. Now I'm going to go into these questions. And when I go through these questions, I'll explain why I've created these questions. And the first question is just this. Has this been helpful? So picture this. You are literally in a meeting. You've reviewed everything with a client and you've just finished up. And before they go, you have a kind of an oh, by the way statement. Oh, by the way, before I forget, I'm just kind of curious because I've never asked you this before. Hey, has this been helpful? And let them answer. So here's what you're doing. You're helping them to explain the value that they're getting from you. And also, you're helping them clarify whether or not they've gotten any value. And get this. Has this been helpful is also a closed-ended question which means they're going to answer in a yes-no response. Yeah, it's been helpful. Great. Now we go into the next question. How has this helped you most? Here's what's interesting about that question. There's two parts to this. It's an open-ended question by saying how, and that gets them to talk more. It's also a presupposition in here by the word most. How has this helped you most? which is a presupposition that's helped them in several different ways. Now, they're going to explain, and they're going to open up, and they may say something like, well, uh, it helped me to kind of understand what to do when the market's so volatile, and I, I understand a little bit more about why we're doing it, and the list goes on. And whenever they answer, the best thing that you can do is sprinkle in a filler. I did a whole podcast on it. It's called the filler formula. Question, answer, filler. But if you haven't listened to that podcast, go back and find that podcast on the filler formula. But right now, just know this. One of the best ways to sprinkle in a filler is just to let them know that you heard them. 
by rephrasing what you heard. So if it sounded like this, how has this helped you most? And they were to say, well, it's given me a little more understanding of what to do in this market. And I, I understand why we're doing what we're doing. And so it's kind of helped me just get it a little bit more. You could come back with a filler such as, that's great. You know, understanding what you have is half the battle. <laughs> why even own it if you don't understand it? And they're going to feel more connected. Question number three, how do you feel? <laughs> What's great about that question is it's so small and it's so simple, but yet at the same time so powerful because this is an open-ended question and it gets them to tell you how they feel, which links their feeling with your service. It links their feeling or feelings with your service. And so they might say, well, I feel good about it. I feel, I feel confident that we're doing the right thing in a volatile market. And you throw in a filler again. Good. I'm glad you feel good about it. Now, here's the fourth question. It's putting it all together, their answers, that is, all together with a question like this. Who would you like to help feel good about their investments? Because they've got direction, they understand what to do in a volatile market, and they have somebody to talk to. Now, the interesting thing about that is I put their own words about their feelings and about what they got, the value they got out of working with you, or in this case, working with me, if I were to ask that question. And I might follow that up with my fifth question, where there's no pause in between, and I might say something like this. Some people like to help their parents, their children, or their best friends. Pause. And I'm going to sprinkle in the last little question, which is all fitting together. And it might be like this. You know, you mentioned your sister that you went to Ireland with last year. Do you think you want to help her to make sure that she feels good because she's got direction? Now, what I just did is I linked in here that feeling that this person has with a friend, or in this case, a sibling, for, to get the same value that they're getting. And what that does, when you put this whole dialogue together, what it does is it helps them to want to help somebody that they care and love. And it's totally different than what most people do. And, and let me tell you a quick story that happened years ago. The client-centered referral dialogue that I just showed you is at the heart of this whole mastering an effective referral system. And years ago, I was role-playing this with a number of people. And what happened was, is that eventually they got it down. They understood how to do it. And so I gave them an action step to go out and do it. And the next week they came back and they had a lot of referrals. And the reason they had the referrals was because it was totally different than they'd ever done before. And it was about a conversation, a dialogue, not a monologue. And it was about the client, not the advisor. And that makes all the difference. But in order to truly understand all the possible challenges and solutions that can happen when you're asking for referrals this way, I think we need to take a look at some case studies. And that is what we're going to do next. The Attracting Referral Case Studies. Before I jump into these case studies, I need to let you know that I've changed the names. So 
if you're a client or a former client and your name just happens to be in that case study, just know this. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> also, as I read through these case studies and explain the challenges and the solutions and the tools and techniques, you may know that most likely you've got the exact same challenge. But know this. There is always, always, always a solution. So let's begin. Kevin is a 25-year veteran financial advisor who's asked for referrals the old-fashioned way by asking, who do you know that I can introduce myself to? But he never seems to get referrals because his clients can't think of anyone. What should he do? Well, the challenge is, is that Kevin keeps asking for referrals the advisor-centered referral dialogue way. It's all about him. And what the solution is, is that he needs to ask the client-centered referral dialogue way. It's all about them, the client. Because again, clients are only going to give you a referral for one of two reasons. They want to help you grow your business or they want to help somebody they care about. And guess what? As you already know, they don't care about helping you grow your business. So what does he do? He memorizes these questions. Has this been helpful? How has it helped you most? How do you feel? Who would you like to help feel blank because they have blank? And the fifth one, some people like to help their parents, their children, their best friends. You know, you mentioned blank. You know, you mentioned your sister who you went to Ireland with. Would you like to help her feel great about what she's doing because she's got direction? You see, if he does that, he's going to help them want to help someone else. And the psychology behind that is they're going to understand that, look, Kevin has helped me and I want to help my sister in this case. So that's what you do. Number two, Kevin is understanding the client-centered referral dialogue. He asks his first question and new clients always tell him that he's been helpful. Then he assumes how his recommendations have helped them and he assumes how they feel about it. And finally, he asks, who would you like to help? And they can't think of anyone. So what should he do? Well, the challenge is, is that he's skipping the steps. And the solution is stop skipping the steps, as you probably already figured out. You see, if you don't use all of the questions of the client-centered referral dialogue, you're not going to make that connection. You see, the questions kind of lead into the next question. Each question leads into the next question to really come up with that fifth question of some people like to help their parents, their children, or their best friends. Who would you like to help feel blank about blank? When you do that and not skip any questions, you have a higher probability of making a better connection with them because they're understanding your value and how they feel about your value and who they'd like to help. So, the solution is, don't skip the questions. Number three, Kevin now understands the client-centered referral dialogue much better and has started to ask, how do you feel about that? But he doesn't understand the psychology behind it. What should he do? One of the reasons why this person in the case study, and granted, every person in here was somebody that I've coached, but the reason why this person isn't understanding or, or isn't using all of the questions until he started using those 
was because he didn't understand the psychology behind those questions. See, the challenge is he doesn't understand the psychology behind asking about feelings. And the solution is understand the why behind asking about feelings. The why behind that, the why behind how do you feel about that, is because you're connecting that person's feelings with your services. In fact, you're increasing your value. So the solution is ask that question, but also understand it's really about making the connection, connecting the feeling with the results, and helping other people get that same feeling and results. So what Kevin needs to do is understand the why. And the why is because if you can connect that feeling or get that person to explain their feelings and then connect it in the next question and the one after that, you're going to get referrals. Question number four. Kevin, again, understands the psychology behind asking clients how they feel about their services, about his services. But he's forgotten what to do next. What should he do? Well, the challenge is knowing how to connect feelings and actions. The solution is practice and memorize these questions. And the question is, who would you like to help feel blank because blank? So the reason behind this is because they will associate the feeling with, get this, you, or in this case, Kevin. And when they can associate the feeling that they got, they felt good because you have helped them. They're there's a higher probability that they're going to give a referral. You know, there's a saying out there. People will forget what you say, but they won't forget how you made them feel. So what we're trying to do right now is connect the feeling. And when you do that, you're going to get more referrals. Number five. George is a financial advisor with five years of experience who understands the effective referral process and does it. But for some reason, the new clients can't think of anyone. What should he do? Well, the challenge is he's not name sourcing. He's not name sourcing in a sense that he's not hearing stories or finding out more about the new client before he closes them. And that actually happens in the first appointment. And what he should be doing in the first appointment when he's fact-finding and uncovering challenges and the implication of not fixing challenges and uncovering his value, or in other words, spin-selling, he should be finding out about the prospect, in this case, the person who's not a client yet, and finding out, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Have you gone on any vacations this week, this summer? And so on. Are you planning to go anywhere for the holidays? And so on. Then he can start doing the solution, which is name-sourcing. He can jot down a little note, going to Ireland with his sister, and then he can practice that before he actually goes into that final close where he's closing stage three. And he closes the client or the prospect and turns them into a new client. And he can say that name sourcing story. He can say some people like to help their parents, their children, or their best friends. You know, you mentioned your sister who you're going to Ireland with over the holidays. Do you think you'd want to help her feel great about what she's doing? See, when you do that, you're going to get more referrals. Number six. George, listen to your coaching recommendations. But if he hasn't been given any names, 
he's at a loss on where to go with the conversation next. So what does he do if he hasn't name sourced? So here's the challenge, not getting the names or not finding names or hearing stories to name source. Now, the solution is a generic rebuttal. You see, a generic rebuttal is something you can say to anyone. And it could be something as simple as this. Some people like to help their parents, their children, or their best friends. Who would you like to help? Feel great about what they're doing because they've got direction. And that's it. So you didn't put in the name source, but you did sprinkle in the types of people that they have relationships with, which are, in this case, their parents, their children, or their best friends. You see, when you sprinkle in something like that, you're going to get more referrals than if you don't. And number seven, George is now getting referrals. But recently, a new client gave him a referral and then said that they needed to ask that person first. What should he do? Well, the challenge is that the client retracts the referral. Basically, that's what they're doing. They're saying, you know, you sh yeah, you could call my sister, but why don't I give her a call first and just see if she's interested? Now, the solution is the client not retracting the referral. But how do we do that? We use a technique that I call the reconnection strategy. See, here's what happened in this case study. That person disconnected. So what we need to do is identify step one in the reconnection strategy, identify the disconnection. Step two, explain. Explain why you're making a statement. So here's an example. That person says, you know, yeah, you could call my sister, but why don't I give her a call first and just see if she's interested? And then what we do is we identify step one, disconnection. Step two, well, the reason I ask is because, and now we're jumping into explaining why we ask. The reason I ask if, you know, you want to help her is because it actually, step three, story. It reminds me of a client that I had years ago who wanted to help his sister. And so what he did, instead of asking if she's interested, he just simply did this. We went to lunch together, him, his sister, and I. And I have another client that he did this. He just simply sent an email out and said, hey, I just met with my financial advisor and I wanted to introduce you to because he helped me to really understand what's going on in the market right now. I'll leave it up to you two. And what I did was I sent an email back to both of them thanking him and introducing myself to his sister. And then I got an appointment with her and we were able to help. And then we finish up with reconnect or close. And what we do is we say, so of those two strategies to help your sister, you think we should grab lunch? Or do you want to just shoot an email out to her and copy me on it? And we take it from there. Which one do you think is better for you? Watch what happens. That person is going to tell you which one, it's an alternative close, is better for them. And they're going to do it. And you are going to get more referrals. Now that we've looked at seven different case studies, are you starting to see that some of these challenges are challenges that you probably have when you ask for referrals? And if so, then you know. In order to get past these challenges, you need to apply the tools and techniques that I'm doing here to have an effective referral system. And that's why 
We're going to take a, a more in-depth look at the entire system right now so that you fully understand how just asking for referrals is only a part of the system. And that is what we're going to do next. Understanding the effective referral system. So I told you that I'd cover three things in this podcast. First, understanding the client-centered referral dialogue. We did that. Check. Second, the referral case studies. <laughs> we did that too. Check. Now what we're going to do is we're going to talk about understanding the effective referral system. So you understand the whole system and you can put it together and start getting referrals. So here's the system in a nutshell. First, create your referral file drawer. Here's what I mean by that. You literally have a separate drawer in your credenza or wherever it is. And what you do is you, you have a separate drawer that's dedicated to referrals. And so you create files or you get files on all of your A and your B clients. They alphabetize the whole thing. And what you're doing is you're having that file because you're going to put in what's called the A client referral worksheet. And you can have a B client referral worksheet. The next step, fill out the A client referral worksheet and the B client referral worksheet. And here's what it is. All it is is a worksheet that I created that really talks about several different things. It's a pretty thick worksheet. It's 12 pages. But really what it is, it's all about writing down the client's name at the top of the sheet, writing in any possible relationships that you know about, such as client's parents, client's children, best friends, siblings, and so on. And in this little worksheet, I've got known needs, possible needs, possible life transitions, such as they just retired, additional notes. So you've got four different categories. So let's say you have a client that has parents that just retired. You'd write down the parents' names, if you know those. You'd write down the known needs. Well, you probably don't know much about them, but the possible needs would be maybe more income in retirement or an income stream in reti retirement. Possible life transitions. Right now, <laughs> it's retiring. And additional notes, such as any stories that you've heard over the years about this client's parents. And the final thing, be prepared to mention this information when you have the client center referral dialogue, because at some certain point, you may say, some people like to help their parents, their adult children, their best friends. You know, you mentioned your parents are about to retire, or maybe they did retire. And how would you like to help them feel like they've got a great strategy so they don't run out of money in retirement? And don't say a word. See, once you have this whole process down, it's not so difficult to fill out that worksheet. Let's go to the next step. The next step is mapping out your client-centered referral presentation. Get this. Once you write out the client-centered presentation and you practice and you practice again and you practice again, it won't take you long before it's pretty easy to ask for a referral this way. You see, Practice doesn't make perfect, although most people say it does. Practice makes permanent. So if you practice the wrong way, you'll do it the wrong way. But if you practice the right way, eh, you'll permanently do it the right way. 
you may want to practice this two or three times before you meet with your client. Let's go to the next step. Map out your client-centered presentation and practice it and practice what you're going to say when you call the person they referred you to. You see, that's a dialogue in and of itself. And when you know how to do that, that dialogue, when you call them, (laughs) it's not so difficult to continue this whole process. And here's the final step. Track your referrals. You see, when you've got a referral tracker, it's not difficult to know whether or not it's working. And I've got a referral tracker that I'll send you. Just email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. That's dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And I'll send you the referral tracker. And now that you've heard all the tips, tools, techniques, strategies, and solutions to have an effective referral system, all you need to do now is apply it. And once you do that, you'll master the referral process. Now, before we go, let me tell you one last story. It's a story about a financial advisor that had 10 years of experience when I started working with him. And when I started working with him years ago, he was not asking for referrals. See, he was afraid of asking for referrals. He had no process to ask for referrals. But he was open to learning the process. So he learned the the process that I just went over. We role-played it, and he began. And after the first month of doing this process, he literally got 27 referrals. And he created another client-centered referral dialogue for those people who referred him to new people and the new people that became a client. He was so successful at this that he, he made asking for referrals his main form of prospecting, and he loved doing it. And get this, he mastered the referral process. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time. (laughs) 